Hello everyone and welcome to episode number 37. This is a rather special episode with a very special guest. Catherine Marche is an award-winning ethical fine jewelry designer, the founder of JD Co. Jewelry Designers Collective, personal jeweler to busy businessmen and women entrepreneurs. Be sumptuously gorgeous with Catherine on a Friday evening, both in London and in Romania, is about you feeling gorgeous and beautiful as Catherine teaches us how to get that inner feeling of beauty and fulfillment through such beautiful pieces of jewelry that Catherine is such an expert of. A few words about Catherine, because she's going to do the main talking today. She thinks that everyone deserves to just feel gorgeous because Catherine values individuality. She enjoys the close relationship she has with a client when designing a custom piece and hopes to sublimate the beauty and inner feelings of her clients through the creation of their jewelry. Catherine has won several accolades and has been a finalist for several awards, including the award from the famous London Goldsmith Company, which helps young designers establish their workshop. Catherine, it's a true honor and such a pleasure to have you here with us today. Welcome. Bonjour. Thank you very much for having me as a guest today. I'm very honored. What a pleasure, Catherine. Can you please tell us how did your story begin with this beautiful world and such an elegant universe with jewelry? Okay, well, jewelry is not my first career. In fact, um, I studied math, physics, and IT, and I first worked, you know, using uh, those skills as an IT consultant and math teacher for many years, you know, working for big global companies in, uh, in France, in um, America, Spain, London, different places. And jewelry just came afterwards because I always had something creative in me I always, even when I was a kid, I always used my hands to be very crafty. I went to uh, the Beaux-Arts School, which is an art school, every Wednesday afternoon where I also learned to draw and paint. And um, even when I was working here in London as an IT uh, consultant, I would also go to evening classes to learn things like etching, printmaking, life drawing. So it's probably something that evolved gradually because I had a need to express my creativity. And the other thing is that I realized I never, ever, ever had enough jewelry. <laughs> wherever I go, wherever I went, you know, every travel, every trip abroad, most of the time, of course, I would bring back some souvenir like, you know, shells from the beach or a statue, uh, made by a local craftsman, but 
I would also bring back special pieces, special jewels, which were made by local artisans, because I think it was really important that I could have something that I could wear to remind me of, you know, my beautiful experiences abroad and the places I had seen. And also the thing is that when you find something so far away, you end up being one of the only person having that wherever you live, which is something that makes it even more special. And I really like the fact that you can go, you know, almost hunting and uh, rummaging to find special pieces. So I think I probably came through to jury one day when I was thinking, what shall I do with my life? Because IT is very demanding with the times. And I have now two young babies, which means that I wouldn't be able to see them grow up and be around them if I was remaining there. So I wanted to pivot my career. And I suddenly thought, actually, maybe I could just, you know, learn how to make jewelry and see how it goes. And that's really how I got started, to be honest. So yes, there was some fear involved. <laughs> but I first thought, you never know until you try. You know, so I started with an evening class, which was 10 weeks long. And um, I enjoyed it. And then I took another class and another class and another one and so on and degree and another degree. <laughs> you couldn't stop learning more. I think I think I will never finish learning. There's always something new to, to learn about. And that's what's so fascinating, you know, with life is that you always go on a journey from one place to another and you can evolve with that, which is quite satisfying. I'm so glad that you said that there was fear involved, but you said that if you don't try, there's no way of knowing. And well, I the, you followed your own advice. Because the, the worst that can happen is that you don't like it, you know? So how can you know what it's going to be like if you do not try it? It's like with food, you know, there's a new recipe, it looks weird. Do I try it? Yes, of course you do, because it could still be with and delicious. I'm loving your attitude. You are so right, because we can have something at the end of the journey after fear, something that's very delicious, very relieving, something that maybe you have been looking for all your life and you'll never know until you give it a try. Catherine, what do you think about mistakes? Ooh, I've done quite a few. <laughs> I think mistakes is something you can learn from. Um, it's something that enriches your experiences. And um, yes, some can be small, some can be big, but it's what makes us who we are today, you know? And I think people will never try anything new. I think probably they will never make any mistakes and they, they might end up maybe being stuck in the same routine all the time. But personally, I'm somebody who embraces change. I love experimenting. I love new things. I, you know, I mean, I, I'm really open-minded about new cultures, new countries, different ways of life. 
And um, I think that you have to try, even if it might be a failure or a mistake, but that's the only way to see if it's something that can fit you. I love it that you said this. Thank you, Catherine. Because there is that regret. If you don't do a certain thing at a specific time, you may not have the chance to do that ever again. And regret does hurt more than fear will ever do because you can live with fear. You just do the thing that you are afraid of. But living with regret is more difficult. I think if you look at babies, they're fearless. You know, they, they when they learn walking, they learn to walk. They go up, they fall. They go up again, they fall again. And, and they do that all day until they master how to walk. And I think that's probably a good approach to have with a lot of things. That's probably what people do when they practice, you know, sports. They think that they are not fast enough, so they try again and again and again and again, and then they improve. It's all oh, yeah. about going further, not stopping. And indeed, you just saw my baby girl. She's climbing everything, even though she falls, she sometimes hurts her legs, but she does it again and again until she's more stable. And then she can sit, and stand on a chair without falling. And the excitement that I see in her is very inspiring. And about inspiration, Catherine, what inspires you to continue your business, to help your clients, to design more amazing, unique pieces of jewelry? Uh, several things might inspire me, I think. Probably the first thing that inspires me are people knowing that, you know, they will enjoy wearing a piece and it represents something emotional and special for them. Um, I'm also quite drawn to antiquity textures, um, organic shapes, nature, asymmetry. Um, you know, a bit like in mathematics, you have Fibonacci, the, the, the fact that Every element in nature is different, but they all respond to the same equation, mathematical equation. And, and it looks, I mean, unplanned. It looks random, but actually there is an order to it. And I think that, that that's something that fascinates me, the fact that there is beauty in perfection. There is beauty in something that is not perfect. I mean, look at us, we're not perfect and we're still beautiful. We're just, everybody's unique and it's amazing when you see the number of billion of people on the planet, all of us, you know, two eyes, one nose, one mouth, da, da, da. but we're all different. And, and for me with jewelry, it's a bit the same. It's that you don't have to wear something absolutely perfect to, to love it. It, it. It's about what does it mean to you? What, why, why do you wear it? Who gave it to you? What does it represent? How do you feel when you wear the item that you like? Um, what if other people don't like it? It's not your problem. It's for you. 
you know, it, it's for you to express yourself, who you are, your inner feelings, your, yeah, your happiness. I don't know about you, but personally, sometimes, if I wear a specific color, I will feel better than another one. And it depends on the days. So today I decided I'll feel like wearing green. So I've got this green dress, which is an old dress because it's vintage. And I thought, yes, I wear that. It's quite fit for today because also it's recycling day. And this is the second hand dress I found in a vintage shop. And um, wearing it makes me feel happy because I'm like, yeah, I'm wearing something I like. And it's completely out of fashion. You know, it was designed for the 60s. We are 60 years behind. <laughs> but it's me. It's for me. It's my pleasure. And I think that when you wear something that you like, it makes you feel better. As a result, you're, you're, you're happier. You're going to radiate joy. You're going to be, you know, more maybe more attractive or feel at least more balanced, more, more at ease with yourself. Because if you wear something that you don't feel comfortable in or that somebody said you should wear, or you're not going to be able to express your true identity and be yourself. I haven't yet thought about it until I met you and you gave me some food for thought the last time we spoke, how important it is to make sure that you feel yourself, to feel alive, to feel authentic. What would be a question that you ask your clients so that they can discover who they are? So some, I mean, sometimes I have somebody buying a present for somebody else. But if I have the, I mean, I ask them question anyway. The first thing is that I would probably say, so what do you like usually? Do you prefer gold or silver? Do you like texture? You prefer when it's smooth? What is it for? Is it a special occasion? I think I'm going to, you know, I just asked like 25,000 questions. But the thing is that it's more like a conversation than like an interrogatory. I just... Yeah, we just start talking about everything. It doesn't have to be jewelry. And then it gives me more of a sense of who they are with the person, um, what sort of personality they have. And also the thing is that it's always a little bit difficult to know who the people are because depending on the circumstances, depending on the day, your personality might change. There are days where you're going to feel confident and daring, and some other days where you feel more reserved, you know, more, 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 yeah, more quiet, more peaceful, more, it depends. There are days where you will be excited and days where you're going to, yeah, be calm. And, 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 and that's why it's important, I think, to see what's behind the facade of a person, you know, what, what moves them, what, what they're looking for um, with the purchase of a, of a piece. Is it something that they want, which is very intimate? Is it something to show something to the rest of the world? Is it something to celebrate a special moment, a victory? 
an achievement. Yes, depending on the, the responses to that, I, I would probably do something completely different. Wow, it is complex. Choose <laughs> jewelry. I never thought of it like this. This is fascinating. But, but yes, it, it's like, for example, I don't know if you have a, a sister or mother or cousin or something, but you probably would not like to wear exactly the same as them, even though you're related, you might have a few tastes in common. But if I had to design something for you, I may not design the same as for your cousin. And the only way for me to, to know what you, each one of you would love most is by having a conversation with you, you know? Because I can also put a few items on you and make you try them on, and then it gives you an idea of what you like, what you don't like. That's another way to do it too. And uh, it's a bit like when you go shopping for clothes, you know? There are things you see on a hanger and you think, I'm not going to try that. That's not for me. But sometimes if somebody persuades you, you should still give it a try. You never know. And then when it's on, you think, actually, I never thought that this could suit me. And I think with jewelry, it's almost like a detective work to see what is going to have an affinity with you, but also with you for the purpose that you want for that piece. Wow, you are so right. And as I think of it, as I think of it, Catherine, indeed, when I do wear a certain color, as you said, where I when I wear a certain piece of jewelry, my mood does change and I feel more confident and I do like uniqueness. We all want to stand out, to be um, having a statement when we put uh, mm. something on. And do you usually tell by the jewelry that someone is already wearing how their personality is like? Is it? Uh... Not necessarily. Um, there is a, yeah, there is a hint with what people are wearing, but sometimes people are wearing something because their mother gave it to them or the husband gave it to them. Or... So it's not necessarily something that they chose for them themselves. So they will wear it because they love the person, because it reminds them of the person. But that's why I think it's important also to assess that, you know, what they're looking for is going to be um, something which is to express themselves, because it's completely different to wear something that's been given to you because you love your mother and she gave you a piece and it's come from your grandmother. And uh, each time you look at it, it reminds you of someone. We compared to something that basically you want to express the fact that, yes, you had a promotion at work and you bloody well deserve to treat yourself with something substantial, for example. And then you set your own rules. You, it doesn't have to go with what you already have. It's just, you want to, yeah, you want to express that feeling and we can design something together for that. That's wonderful that you get your clients involved in the process of designing their own pieces. This is amazing. It's for them, so yes. 
Wow. To involve them. <laughs> in Antwerp, I used to live in Antwerp for two years. Yeah. And you know the world of diamonds and I have the ring from Antwerp and I was there with a friend that wanted to buy a diamond necklace and we were so fortunate to see the entire process of choosing the piece of diamond that was not yet styled for the necklace they had to polish it and put it in mm. many solutions and clean it and then they put it in the necklace piece and everything was fascinating for us and that was the first time when I thought okay this is a world of beauty and elegance that I should give more attention to because since then I was more attracted to diamonds than ever before can you please tell us what is your opinion about diamonds are diamonds forever I think um, diamonds and everything you love is forever. <laughs> no, I love I love the sparkle of diamonds, but I also love many colored gemstones. I am a bit of a chameleon in terms of pieces I love because it's by phases, you know. Um, I mean, it's by phases. My engagement ring, I wear it every day. My wedding ring, I wear it every day, but... I design them, I love wearing them. So there's no question about that. But I, I don't think that, you know, there should be a rule about is this stone better than another and is this more precious than something else? I think it's more about, are you happy wearing it? How does it make you feel? Just go for what you want. If you prefer something pink, go for something pink. If you want something blue, go for something blue. I mean, and if you prefer yellow, you know, of course, diamonds come in all the colors of the rainbow. So you could have a pink diamond, a yellow diamond, you know, a brown diamond. That's that's fine. But if you're more, if you're somebody who doesn't like, you know, the fire, the sparkles that a diamond would provide, and you you have a personality which is much more demure, go for what you want. You don't you don't have to follow rules. It's it's really about you, you know. I love it, Catherine. So it's not about trends or what's more modern. It's about how it makes you feel when choosing. Yeah, I think so. This is very relieving because most of the, the women I have spoken with through my entire life, they wanted to fit in, wear clothing that is trending, wear jewelry that is trending. When you go to a special occasion, wear something that's very special for that occasion, but it doesn't really need to be like that. No, but do you think that somebody was going to judge you because you don't have the brand that you should wear is somebody who's really a good friend or somebody worth hanging around with. I mean, I know I shouldn't say that online, on YouTube, where everybody can hear me. But, you know, you want people, you want to be surrounded by people who enjoy your uh, company for you, for yourself. And if you um, wear a brand which is not in fashion, is that so important? Now, of course, there are some standards to respect and you don't go to a black tie event wearing jeans, you know, 
you 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 don't go to I don't know a garden party wearing um, your big cocktail frou frou. There are some codes, you know, depending on where you go, where to, you know. But you should still not be judged. I mean, especially if you look nowadays, like a lot of the celebrity people, they don't always wear you know, the most expensive in fashion brand when they go somewhere, sometimes they will wear something which is several years old, not in fashion anymore, but because they still look gorgeous in it. They, you know, I think there's nothing worse than going somewhere and everybody wears the same uniform. You are so right. And Catherine, <laughs> I love you for saying that you only want to keep around you people that truly are nice and kind to you, mm. not people that are judging you by what at the end of the day. What's more important, to feel good or to make others accept Yes, you? yes, yes. And I think, you know, people were going to tell you that, oh, you don't have the right dress or whatever. Maybe they're not comfortable with what they're wearing or... I don't know. It's just, it's not nice. I think Who has the right to judge that? I mean, okay, let's say you go to a place and everybody has, you know, their little black dress, but that day you wanted to wear a red one. Is that wrong? No. Wear your red one. And if it bothers them, is that a problem? <laughs> you know. Yes, okay, you're going to stand out a little bit more because everybody is in black and you're wearing red. So what? Are you happy wearing red? Yes. The beauty of diversity, and I really think that it's true what you just said. When you're happy with yourself, you won't be bothered if someone else is showing their true shiny personality let them shine why not mm -hmm. i sometimes love to stand out and romania is a more conservatory place and i do get all sorts of looks but this is a good sign because it just says okay i'm doing the right thing by being me by being who so you're being disruptive you do mention the word disruptive in your biography, and I love it. Please tell us more about being disruptive, Catherine. I think that, you know, conventions are somehow made to be broken sometimes. Um, you were saying that, for example, um, you walk somewhere, you people give you looks because you, you decided to stand out. But the thing is that, Everybody who's ever been a, a fashion trendsetter, that's because they were doing something different. They were wearing something different. They were doing it in a different way. So uh, that's positive, isn't it? Because otherwise, you would still be wearing carcans and corset and, you know. <laughs> Definitely. And I love your view on authenticity. Choose what makes you happy. Mm -hmm. Forget anything else and everyone else. I recently can... To, to some extent, I think, you know, if, if what you decide to choose is really making everybody uncomfortable, I think there is a limit, though. <laughs> you know, like coming up with a completely transparent dress, completely nude underneath. Yeah. <laughs> 
yeah let's not get that far yeah. <laughs> you know i i um recently watched a webinar on style because i wanted to kind of get ready a bit for our talk since you are this beauty expert and this woman said after giving a lot of advice on how you should kind of mix colors and jewelry with clothing and all sorts of um conventions she said that you know what i told you a lot but at the end of the day if you don't go with pink hair in a courtroom and you're the judge i think you'll be okay so do what <laughs> makes you happy but indeed there is that limit that you just mentioned not that uh, much nudity or having pink hair if you want to be judging a courtroom indeed it's that uh, very fine line but at the end of the day she also said do what makes you happy and katrin mm -hmm. can you please tell us what pieces of jewelry make you happier when you create them? What do you like creating more of them all? Ooh, ooh, that's a very, very, very hot question. I think they kind of all make me happy. <laughs> um, I don't know, really. I think, I think... Yeah, um, I like rings. I think probably maybe the rings are in a way a bit more satisfying because it's something that you can wear and look at yourself, you know, because when you have a necklace, you don't really see it on you unless it's a long one. When it's earrings, you can't really see, you know, you can maybe touch them and play with them. But the ring, you know, you can go, oh, nice, you know. <laughs> By the way, by the way, Catherine, people that are watching us on YouTube can see you on a bigger screen here. You are absolutely stunning in your green oh, dress and I love your jewelry. Can you please tell us a bit about the beautiful earrings and the gorgeous necklace that you are Oh, okay, I'm going to try to show them. So these earrings, so they are made with a recycled 18 karat gold. Wow. I've chosen some Baroque Tahitian pearls, uh, which um, is an island in the Pacific where people also speak French. So they, have, they are gray, they're naturally gray, and uh, they have a lot of uh, reflections of colors like pink, green, golden, which I find absolutely amazing. And then the stones at the top, I'm not sure if I can show that, yeah. It's moving. They're called retilated quartz. And it's um, a gemstone which is quite transparent, but inside you have little needles of copper, which looks quite golden as well. Every stone is different. And I think that the gold of the um, retile goes with the undertones of the pearl. So that's something I really enjoyed combining together. And then what am I wearing? I'm wearing to this necklace. Up, voila. Yes. So it, it's a long irregular chain where every link has been forged and made by hand and then hammered flat. But there isn't really two links which are exactly the same. So you have some long ones, some round ones, some oval. And what I've done is that I have a clasp here, which make it easy to wear your chain different ways, depending on where you put the clasp. 
And actually this one has another class. So you can really play, you know, and uh, change the way your, your necklace looks. You can also put it around your wrist, like several bracelets. Um, so I like the versatility of it and it's big enough to be worn as a belt if needed. An expensive belt. <laughs> Wow, these are excellent. You should make a version with diamonds, you know, the diamond belt. Oh, yeah. And um, what else? Yeah, today I'm wearing also rings. Wow. Wow. So the orange gemstone is a garnet. Garnet, like sapphire and diamond, come in different colors. And the one below is a ruby. And I like the fact that the shape is not regular. It's like a... Um, you know, it's like a lake. It's like a pond. The, the shape is just random. And uh, yes, I like that. <laughs> so I've decided to wear them together because I wanted a touch of red. I wanted a touch of vibrancy because of course green wasn't enough, right? Bright green, I needed some red colors in addition. <laughs> wow, these are exquisite, Catherine. Thank you. These are beautiful. I also have a thing for longer earrings. Mine are... Oh, nice. I love, love sparkling, uh, sparkling jewelry as well. And uh, this is like a teardrop kind of, but... Um, yeah, but organic. Wow. And it's beautiful. Fascinating how your uh, earrings are moving when you move. I think it just creates so much elegance in a woman's face and hair and the neckline, how it all combines. I love that longer chain as well. I have something more simple. Similar. I have another one. Ah. Oh, wow. Wow, that's, oh, what is it? I didn't see it that well. Oh, well, I didn't make this, but it was something that my mother commissioned for me when I was a girl and doing my communion, you know, the Holy Communion. Yeah. And um, yeah, I wear it on and off. That is beautiful. And instead of using a chain, I decided to put like a row of lapis, lapis as lie. So today it's a row of lapis, maybe... Next week, it will be rubies or a chain. It depends because I also wear it with jeans or with a shirt. I mean, even this, you know, I wear it with different things depending on the occasion. You can also put it like a tie where you put the claps here and then you let it hang. It's just very versatile. And I think that. It's nice to regain this element of playfulness with um, your accessories because what they have been designed for is to accessorize you, to, to make you express different you know, feelings or different, to, to, to go to different occasions. So it's really nice that depending on, your, on which finger you wear your rings or do you put just one, are you going to put several together? You just create new stories each time. Wow, I love this. And thank you for sharing your beautiful jewelry with us. Thank you for telling us about this. I always thought, Catherine, and I'm pretty sure I was wrong, that since I have a smaller face, my frame is smaller, I'm more petite, 
I should always wear more fine jewelry or maybe more elegant rather than the bulky earrings. What do you think? Is there a rule in sizes? No, I don't think there is a specific rule in sizes, but I think it depends on how you will do your hair, for example. I think that because you have beautiful, luscious hair, um, if you wear sometimes, you know, long earrings, they might be lost because it goes on top. But if you tie them a bit like this, you know, you put, you know, pin, then see, they stand out a bit more and it still frames your face beautifully. You see what I mean? Is that it's still you, but then you can see them. And I think that because you have an elegant neckline as well, you can allow yourself to wear some small, um, you know, studs, some long dangly earrings, but also some round big hoops. You can also be nice with, uh, you know, even like for the summer, some big plastics, acetate, um, sculptural earrings will look fantastic because it will, it, it will add color, you know, to your face as well. And, and I don't think there is a rule. I think that the, the best thing to do is try try different things, see how it makes you feel. Do you need something small? Do you want to, you know, like if you had like, do you know, you put things, which color, in out, you, you, you just, yeah, play. I love you know, Like when you were a girl and you used to play by going to your mother's wardrobe when she was not around to try her things and see. Ah, you've done that, haven't you? <laughs> I mean, I never have. And, and you know, if you go to a girlfriend, you can try her things because you haven't bought the same things. And then you can see, oh, yes, I like this. I like something like that. Maybe I should get one similar things for me. Because you, you, when you're not sure at the beginning if it's something that you will enjoy or, you know, there's nothing wrong with borrowing from somebody, you know, you who trust you and uh, see... Does, does it fit? Yes, no. You know. It's about playing and I love how you advise people to have complete freedom. And I think, Catherine, that you are not the type that suggests minimalism or maximalism. You simply go with the flow what the person likes and start from there, isn't it? Yes. And also, I mean, you don't have to stick to just one style. You know, for example, if you, if you go to a very serious event where really everybody is going to be very demure and, and you will probably feel more confident being there with something minimalistic, it doesn't mean that you have to wear something minimalistic all the time. You could add more to your minimalism and then make it more flamboyant another time for another occasion. Um, it's really about complementing also your outfit, you know? You, you, you will probably want, um, I mean, with, I don't know, a, a black jacket, you can wear everything. You could have a brooch. You could have, you know, even like a ribbon with a pearl. Then you, you can change, it's the same jacket, but you can change what you wear with it. You know, and I, also, depending on the way you do your makeup that day, if you have a very bright red lipstick, 
and where you want the focus to be your face, then you will have more discrete earrings. Now, if you have a very um, undermade face that day, maybe you want to amplify, you know, your neckline or it depends. And I think because we're lucky enough to have years with 365 days, you can have 365 you know, trials. I love that. But no, seriously, I think you would probably play, you know, not every day, but once you start experimenting, you know, there's going to be things you're going to be more drawn to that are going to make you feel more you, you know, to, 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 express really your inner core, if I can say. And sometimes, you know, you have this little voice within you, which is your intuition. Sometimes you just need to listen to it because you don't know why, but it will say, this one, that's the one. And then you go, okay. And then you think, yeah. Oh, exactly. Sometimes we don't think that our intuition is enough and we want exterior validation. But no, as Catherine says, our fearless friends, get yourself into a playful mode when you choose your jewelry. Because unless you put it on and play with it, you will never know what fits best on you. As with life, as with making mistakes, as with failing, and until you try it out, you are not going to know how it looks like. Catherine, can you please tell us what is a motto that you live your life by? Oh, have I got a motto? Okay, I'm going to say one, which is with me since I've done a, a rally. I did a rally years and years ago. And there was a, a motto during the rally, which was one life, live it. Mm. And I think it stayed with me in a way because, you know, you're not going to have a second chance for it. So, yes, I think try to live your life without regret. Uh, try to, you know, to take on the occasions as they come and um, enjoy. Really, it's about enjoyment, about, yeah, joy, quite simply. There's too many crappy things and bad things happening all around us every single day. So if what makes you happy is to wear a special bracelet, do that, you know, because then you're going to watch the news and feel, oh, again. So Don't try to... <laughs> <laughs> no, but for me, that if, if you feel great, then, you know, you're going to be happy raising your children, happy with the husband, happy with, um, you know, your colleagues, nice to everybody. But if you're grumpy because, well, I don't really like this, that, uh, and there is a problem there. And, uh, yeah, it's going to be a, a moody day. You don't want a moody day. No, no, no. Definitely, indeed. And I love this. Enjoy your life. It's that simple. It's one life. We live it every day, so that's why we have a choice every single day to make the best out of it. I know yeah. you're so creative, Catherine. What music would you recommend to us to la la. <laughs> get our moods even um, brighter? Mm. I like 
positive rhythms in my music, I would say, yeah, something very, yeah, yeah. I don't know, I, I, I have very eclectic musical taste. I don't like to listen always to exactly the same. So I have like um, plays which are jazz, plays which are women singing things. I, I also like listening to music from the 60s. I have another list which is 70s, another which is 80s. But in a way, most of the music I listen to, they have an element in common, which is that I'm able to dance on it. I feel like moving when I listen to it, like, you know, yeah, they're good mood music, but they're good mood for me. Maybe somebody else will listen to them and find them irritating. I don't know. But for me, it's a music that raises my vibration, if you can say that, that makes me feel like, oh yeah, <laughs> I want to dance. Love it, love it. For example, there's a music, I think it's called Express Yourself. And it starts with, I think it's a kind of guitar rhythm. And it's, yes, I, I don't know, it makes me feel positive when I listen to it. Or, I don't know, Fever, also I like. And, um, yeah, even... Uh, even Serge Gainsbourg, some of his music I love. I mean, yeah, I like a lot of musics. A bit of boogie does really change. Yes, yes. Like Even African music, uh, Brazilian music. Yeah. Uh, there is a radio called FIP Radio, which is a French radio, and they have a program which is world music. And I love listening to that because I always discover things I've never heard of before which I then add to one of my playlists. But it's really great because there are music you never really listen or hear on most of the radios or see on TV. So I find that quite inspiring, really. Can you please tell us the name of that channel again? It's called FIP, F-I-P, like a P like a potato, um, radio. I think probably.fr. And uh, when you go on that um, channel, it's on the internet, you have different, different programs. They have world music, they have um, reggae, they have jazz, they, you know, they have like different programs. And uh, yes, it's really good to discover new musics. Thank you for mentioning about this because I'm going to check this out. Oh. <laughs> I hope you like it. Thank you. I, I enjoy vibrant music, something that makes me feel inspired, creative. And since you are so creative, Catherine, and you help your clients, busy men and women, to choose the best choices in jewelry for them, what would you say is your number one approach to someone that is in a rush because we're mostly in a rush nowadays. And I think that uh, our listeners and viewers can relate to this. Oh, How do you help them decide fast or how can you guide them when they- I usually ask like a few questions, like, is it for you? Is it for a gift? Um, what sort of things does she usually wear or does he usually wear? Um, and then I will probably come up with like three different things and say, what about this, these things, which one do you like the best? And, you know, start like this. 
And of course, I will explain that if the recipient or if they, because if it's for them, it's easy. They can, they are, they're on site, they can choose. But if it's for somebody else, I said that if they don't like it, of course, they can come and change it because they usually buy something which is already made, not something I've made specially. So then it's possible to change it. But yeah, that's what I would probably say. But no worries, she can come and change it. <laughs> That, that's great to know. And but you know, it's funny because I think we yeah, don't have that many exchanges. Wonderful, because it means that you guide them so well that they get home. Oh, it's just chance, just luck. <laughs> <laughs> do busy people, do bus uh, business um, busy people usually have the patience, Catherine, to design a jewelry with you do they get involved yes and sometimes the really 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 busy um i will you know start by sending a proposal and once they've agreed i just get on with it because i know that time is precious um they don't always have time to meet me several times but the fact that i take the time to do a sketch very detailed uh give them you know couple of options to choose from, um, then they know what to expect. The funny thing is that all they've seen at first is a drawing. So it's always nice to see their reaction when they discover the jewel that came from the drawing. Wow. And it's usually when you, people get emotional. And that's, that's, yeah, that's very, very interesting. It, 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 because then I'm trying not to be emotional myself. <laughs> <laughs> but no it's 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 that's the beauty of it because you really create pleasure and emotions you know at the opening of a little box and uh maybe yeah that's very rewarding to see that you managed to capture you know what they were looking for and trying to express yeah I can see why it can be so emotional and inspiring for you. And it gets you wanting to create more and more amazing pieces of jewelry. And I can see that you are so passionate about what you do. You're designing emotions, Catherine, which is amazing. Getting people to feel so happy and comfortable with something that lies in a box, something that they haven't seen before, they only saw the sketch. But what surprises can a small box hold? Mm -hmm. It's the realization of your dreams. Wow, indeed. Such spoiling for your clients, Catherine. <laughs> I were in London now. Oh my goodness. Don't worry, that's the post. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, yes, indeed, indeed, it is. I would love I'm saying that because sometimes I get contacted by people who live really far, you know, in America or south of France or Spain or New Zealand, or, and we still manage to, to work together because there is, you know, you can do a Zoom conference like we just do now. You can just, you know, send information through emails. So, no, it, it, it's nice. You can still get connections with people wherever they live. Definitely, indeed. 
Thanks to technology, as we spoke before our uh, actual talk today about your shop. Oh my goodness, Catherine, please tell us a bit about it and where can people find you in London? So I have my own website, which is online, and I've also um, got together with a few other jewelers to um, have a, a real shop, which is in the South Bank in London. It's in a place called the Oxo Tower. It used to be, when it was built, the highest building of London, and now it's just tiny. <laughs> So we're very fortunate because we have a shop which is overlooking the fence. So it's a beautiful view. We can see St. Paul, the cathedral. We're located between the London Eye and the Tet Modern. And um, the good thing is that also by, you know, doing that with other people, it enables you to have time to um, create because you're not, you don't have to be every day at the shop. We take it into turns. And we have different styles of jewelry because then as being several designers, we all have a different style, which means that clients can usually find something they will love. Wow. And it was set up to help, um, you know, emerging designers to, to have a, a first place where they can show what they do, because when you just start, it's not always easy to, you know, to sell your, your items or find a place where you're going to get money without a big commission. I don't know. I think my son has just left his headphones here, which are talking alone. <laughs> no worries, my dear. Oh. I am sure that everyone will want to get in touch with you. My fearless friends, go check London and have Catherine on your list because you are going to love being in her i mean i i would also like if people want to if they have questions they can contact me via instagram i i, I you know if they, they have yeah questions i'm happy to help definitely people are going to be fascinated by your wonderful creations you are going to find catherine's links everywhere on social media in this description on spotify on youtube as well so make sure you check catherine's work catherine before you go can you please tell us which is the best place where people can get in touch with you is it linkedin or instagram or your website i think the best is probably my website or linkedin because i think uh, Instagram is not always reliable. So it's better to just go direct to the source, straight to my website. That works 24-7. <laughs> and um, yes, I'll always endeavor to answer to the emails I receive. So yeah. Catherine, this has been more than inspiring. What a privilege. Thank you for getting us in this world of beauty and elegance and disrupting all the conventions. Thank you for inspiring us to wear what feels best for us, what makes us happy. No rules, no nothing, just what makes you feel authentically, unapologetically yourself. Thank you so much, Catherine. This has been a real pleasure. I have enjoyed this fun talk so much. It was my pleasure. Thank you so much for having me as a guest.